Glad you could join us. Welcome to the Young Culture Podcast, a space where young adults from all backgrounds and experiences share their ideas and opinions. Hope you enjoy this episode and get inspired to show others what you're passionate about. Hey everyone, I have Julie here with me and we're going to dive into a little bit about the film industry. So Julie, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. It's a kind of a gray December sort of day, but uh, I've got to stay inside and and just chill all day. So I'm having a great time. (laughs) Nice. How are you feeling about all of the staying at home? Are you enjoying it or are you someone that's kind of going a little stir crazy? Um, I've been doing pretty good up until I guess a couple of weeks ago when I was, I feel like it's, it's, you know, starting the winter is darker. It's definitely rainier. I'm based in Vancouver. So it's uh, the onset of the rainy period. And it's also kind of the holiday seasons coming up right now. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, definitely missing a bit of the the socialization and and uh, friends and family and all that. But uh, what can you do? Gotta keep I, I agree. I'm a homebody. I like staying at home. But of what I was telling my friends, I'm definitely feeling a little stir crazy getting that cabin fever right now because I think it's easier when it's a choice to be home. Oh, absolutely. I think I spent the past I don't know how many years saying, oh, I just, if I could just lock myself up in the house for like a month, I would have a feature screenplay written by the end of it. And I'm like, mm-hmm. so that wasn't it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I totally feel that. So why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do? Yeah, for sure. Um, my name is Julie Bruns. I am a filmmaker currently based in Vancouver, Canada. Um, I started in the industry as just as an actor. I really found discovered the passion for for acting when I was oh gosh maybe I guess it was about six years ago and I transitioned out of uh uh, doing web development and into film because I was working as a freelancer doing web development and uh when you work as a freelancer getting clients to pay you can sometimes be be part of the the fun and the challenge of being a freelancer. And I had a moment where I was just sitting thinking, if I'm going to work this hard and not get paid, I'm going to be an actor. (laughs) Uh, So I I was living in Mexico at the time. Whole other, whole other story. Um, But I moved up to Vancouver and yeah, just kind of really threw myself fully into, to film. Um, Started as an actor, started taking, you know, I think I was doing like three classes a week and just learning all the things and it was this whole new realm and uh and just really I think what what really drew me into it was the storytelling aspect um Mm -hmm. we didn't watch a ton of of you know tv and and film in my house growing up it was definitely a, a we were big on reading but around my teenage years I I started watching a lot of television we were living in Mexico and I didn't have a ton of friends I was homeschooled and and you know had a job and stuff, but I really was looking for kind of more, I don't know, I wanted to explore other ways of existing and like, and, and connect with, with, you know, other stories that are out there in the world. And I got very invested in, in, you know, the shows that I loved and, and really interested in the, the artistry that it took to, to 
bring a story to life that connects with so many people. Um, it doesn't really matter who you are. We all have a favorite movie or, or a favorite show that we're passionate about, I think. So I came to Vancouver, started learning about acting, got really, uh, fell in love with it. However, as an actor, it can be a bit challenging to kind of sit and wait for a phone call saying, hey, you've got a job. So uh, I believe after it was like maybe a year or two in, I started producing. Um, and I started producing for a film competition in Vancouver called Crazy Eights, which is the biggest film competition in BC. And basically mm. it worked by taking, they'd open up for pitches and they'd get, you know, maybe around 200 film pitches and basically they would narrow it down to six films would get chosen each year and these films would be created in eight days um, in a big event sort of thing. So learning producing that way, it was kind of, it felt like an, an sort of an accelerated film school for me because it's high pressure. It doesn't really feel like there's an option for failure. You're, you're constantly being asked to, you know, do things that might be new to you. Um, but you're constantly presented with all this, these amazing opportunities to learn and, and incredible connections. And I mean, the whole Vancouver film community has a knowledge of or some connection to Crazy Eight. So it was just an incredible networking ability or opportunity, as well as the ability to immerse yourself in the work. And I mean, I did two years with Crazy Eight. So that means six films each year, 12 short films that I produced in the space of that time. Wow. So coming out of that, suddenly, you know, you have all this work in the artistry of acting, all this work in production, which is kind of the business end of, of filmmaking. And I started feeling like, oh, I feel, feel kind of prepared to like try this myself. So um, the next thing I kind of tackled was directing, which, which, probably is is tied for me with acting is my favorite part of filmmaking because you just get so much creative control over you're the the king of telling the story and that is an amazing thing to get to bring to life mm -hmm. um also before i was in film i was already uh working as a, a professional writer just i did you know some articles some newspaper work a lot of copywriting so that naturally seemed to feed into, oh, I should probably learn more about screenwriting. Uh, so that's kind of where I've ended up. I'm one of those lovely multi-hyphenates, actor, producer, director, writer, or just one big conglomerate of filmmaker. <laughs> I love that. I think that speaks really well to growing in your field and like what you're passionate about. You kind of started in one spot. You're like, okay, I like this, but what more can I do? And you kind of like kept progressing and you really got in control of your craft and were on like the other side. And I think that's so amazing. I wanted to know um, when you were transitioning to these different roles and kind of working up, did you ever feel scared or ever have any imposter syndrome and kind of get a little bit nervous about that? I think that's just like continuous for, for I'd say probably most creatives in these fields. I mean, yeah, especially with film, it's such a, the, the pieces of art that we, that are like the huge studio produced pieces of art. Everyone knows them. We have the Oscars and it's so highly 
publicized and celebrated that it's it's it definitely feels like the work is up there on a pedestal and it's like how am I ever going to create something that is like that and you know I mean partially I think there's so much work and so much care and so much um study of the artistry that goes into creating that but some of those moments are just like happy accidents in a way like you do something enough times and I mean there's been takes on shorts that I've done where it's like something happens at the exact moment something unplanned happens at the exact moment that it needs to and you're like this moment is perfect and how much of that is me and how much of that is just fate or or somebody else incredibly talented on set who's done something to have something happen at a certain moment it's it's yeah you you're constantly a bit scared you're constantly feeling like an imposter but all you can really do I think is give the craft as much respect as you possibly can spend as much time putting in the work to be as good as you possibly can be you know as a filmmaker that can mean like absolutely studying the history of the craft, studying the people who have done it really well, uh, uh, finding mentors who, even if you don't know them personally, you know, you can, there's so much material out there online. Now you can watch so many talks by, by incredible people who have done this stuff and made mistakes before you. Everybody feels like an imposter, but I think it's, it's come as well prepared as you can and be okay with being uncomfortable. I love that. And another thing that came to mind too, I know that women in the arts are like grossly underrepresented. So what was it like being a woman as in in the acting side and then kind of progressing into directing? Did you get like any different kind of treatment or do you still struggle with kind of being on par with other like male directors? I think... Film is slowly, slowly doing a better and better job of making sure to make the space for mm. uh, uh, women, which I think is necessary since it's been so far skewed the other way for so long. It's, it's, you need that sort of action reinforced. Um, I think it's also a little bit hard to really judge sometimes because you come into a situation and it's, it's not like I've had that experience directing as, as a person who happens to be male. So sometimes I come into a situation and I'm like, oh, this is just what it is to be a director. Mm-hmm. Um, it's only if you kind of are aware that it's a thing that you start paying attention and you start going, oh, you know, I've given this note and somebody else is kind of talking over me or not taking it seriously enough or uh, not, you know, you can tell that they don't see or, or feel or respect what your vision is. And I think that's something that as a female director, unfortunately, like the answer for me for right now is I want to come to set so prepared knowing as much as I can so that when that happens, if there is that feeling a little bit of like somebody's like going, Oh, I don't giving me that energy of, I don't know if you really know what you're doing. I want to be able to reinforce. Absolutely. I'm prepared. I'm here. I'm professional. I can absolutely meet you on your level and I need you to trust me. And I think we do probably have to work a bit harder for that as women, which 
is a pain, but I'm hoping that improves as there's more incredible female directors out there showing everybody that they can be uh, pretty dang awesome. <laughs> Absolutely. I think that's so inspiring because I can imagine that being in the position of a director, especially for, you know, for us women who kind of like to go on the supporting side or kind of stay behind the shadows, like that takes a lot of courage to kind of put yourself out there in that really important position. So yeah, no, that's super inspiring. And I love that you've, you know, put yourself out there. And like you said, you're willing to put in the work and be prepared because you equally deserve to be there just like everyone else. Absolutely. And I mean, I, I say that it's, you know, a pain to have to do that to get the same amount of respect, maybe that, you know, somebody who happens to be male would just maybe get by default. But I think it's never a pain to to invest time in being better at your craft. And you know what? At the moment that people realize, oh, you know what you're doing and I can trust you, you're going to be so much further ahead because you you put in that work to be at 100%, whereas somebody might be in that opportunity, have that trust in, in their ability to do it, but may only be at 60% of the way there of being able to create what they want. So mm-hmm. I think the caliber of work that you can turn out at that point, you're going to go a lot further, a lot faster. That makes a lot of sense. And what have been your memorable moments working in this industry or any favorite projects that you've done so far? Oh, gosh. I can't pick a favorite child. <laughs> can't pick a favorite project. Um, no, I think there's 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 two kinds of moments that I really love because um, I don't know that I can pick a specific favorite moment either. I think there's the two different kinds that I love. There's moments when you're making a film where you, you, they're the scenes that you know, they're just going to be difficult. They're going to be, whether it's technically difficult or, or emotionally difficult. Um, we had one scene in a film we did Ada where, well, well, actually not one scene. We had the film we did Ada. I was in a, uh, I was acting as Ada, the lead in it. And so I was in a full period specific corset for the whole shoot, which thankfully was only eight days, uh, three days shooting. So three days in a corset, which when I first put it on, I was like, oh, this is amazing and great. And I moved the way this character would have moved in the 1800s. Uh, yeah, halfway through the first day, I'm like, oh, this is going to be hard. And then lunch happened and I realized, oh, I, I can't eat or sit. <laughs> um, so it's it's those technical moments where it's challenging, but you go, I can find ways to do this and I can find ways to make the art and I'll just channel it all into what I'm creating and getting through those little parts that you realize and recognize this is going to be difficult and I'm excited to see how I handle it. I love Mm -hmm. those moments because they kind of, they do prove to you like this is what you can do when you really put your mind to something. Um, Mm -hmm. We've definitely had a few films that we've done as part of like timed film challenges 48-hour films, um, which I always, I think I love those almost the most because it's just, it's so high pressure and everyone's giving it 110% at all times. And I love that feeling when a team of people is all together and has this hive mind and are so focused on creating this one thing. And I think that speaks a lot too to like the people that you surround yourself on a project. It's, especially as a director, there's an element of like you're controlling so much 
but also there's this this kind of release because all of these people that you have working together with you on a film, you've hired them for some reason. Something about their art has inspired you. So you bring them on and you give them the best possible conditions to make their best version of the art. It's totally like a mosaic of talent. And I think that those moments where you feel that really happening, those are my favorite moments. Those are magic. Oh, I love that. I love hearing about those magical moments. And you were speaking about challenges earlier and kind of like the hustle and bustle of acting. I can only imagine through the art of storytelling, you learn quite a bit. And I'm sure there's lots of room for self-exploration and just a lot of growth. So what has being in the film industry taught you throughout your time here? Oh, I think it's a continual lesson in self. Um, I think there's a, when you start acting classes, um, often people will say, make sure you don't use acting as therapy because it can feel a lot like therapy to be exploring, you know, it's, it's, it's an art form of being emotional and, and it's, it's empathy turned into an art form in a lot of cases. So I think it's a, you learn a lot about yourself. You learn a lot about where your personal boundaries are and, and you get very in tune with your emotions. Hopefully if you're learning acting in a healthy way, you learn, you know, how to access emotion in a very yeah healthy way. Mm-hmm. Um, you become very aware of like what trauma is and feels like and how it can hold things back or, and, and yeah, there's a lot of very intricate emotional work done, which I think is, is one of the biggest takeaways I've had from the industry. Also, I think it's such a strange machine because it's, it's fully an art form, but it run, it, it's, people are trying to make it run like a business. Mm-hmm. And it's this weird mishmash of those two worlds. And I think it really teaches you, you know, don't do anything that you're not really doing for yourself in a fulfilling sort of way, because anything can fail for any number of reasons at any time. So if you're not enjoying it and trusting what you're making, it's not worth it. Mm-hmm. And I think in life, that's a big lesson to take away. You know, don't don't do anything for for the wrong reasons. I guess it has to really resonate with you, and you have to be able to think: Am I going to be able to look back at this when I'm, you know, hopefully ninety nine years old, and go, you know what, I did it. It failed. I'm still glad I did it. Mm-hmm. I love that, and I think you just made a really great example of how if you really take advantage of what you're doing and really put in the work, you can really access a lot of different learnings and things that you can take in for yourself. So it's really cool to see how much you've taken in through your time working in film and like all the great stuff that you've learned. So um, what do you have in plan for the future? Are you working on anything right now? Ooh, I have pandemic writer's block right now. <laughs> um, it was going good for a while. And then, uh, yeah, then I got stuck. <laughs> so yeah. I'm hoping to, I've got like a, a couple feature film ideas. Haven't, haven't done a feature film yet. I'm hoping that's next on the chopping block. Um, although I would not 
complain if I happen to, you know, get a series together that I'm ready to pitch first. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, definitely like digging into longer form stories now because it's just, you can present so much more complicated characters dealing with bigger things. Uh, and I'm feeling ready to take that on, but, uh, but I think like in the times that we're in right now, it's important to not push, not over push, you know, I mean, I think, I think especially with writing, uh, I know that I'm the worst at procrastinating. I can have like the best possible circumstances and still find reasons to procrastinate. I think it's important Mm -hmm. to learn how to discern between, uh, okay, you're just, you just are being, you know, you just are avoiding it because you don't feel like it versus there's not a lot of, a lot in the creative well to draw from today, which I think is okay. Because I mean, there's only so much inspiration you might be finding right now if you're sitting at home. Um, I I totally agree. I feel like if you kind of just surrender to the bliss and just kind of, you know, take it easy, I'm sure something will come to you for sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I mean, sometimes I'm just like, if I can just write one, one new page a day, that's a win. Absolutely. Awesome. And um, where can we find you and your work right now? Uh, I am on Instagram as julie.bruns. And I'm on Twitter as bruns underscore julie, where I tend to tweet random thoughts and retweet a lot of solid writing advice that other people have written. (laughs) Um, And currently, I have two projects out on the film festival circuit. One is called Ada. It is about Ada Lovelace, who was the world's first computer programmer, who wrote the world's first computer program a hundred years before they built the world's first computer. (laughs) Um, And it's kind of about her struggle to convince investors to build the world's first computer. Because she's like, I got the program, guys. I'm ready. Uh, and, And her ultimate failure to do that because this was, you know, mid 1800s and people are like what are you talking about crazy woman mathematician uh and that is currently on the film circuit for another probably six months and uh then we're gonna probably start uh, finding ways to release it but you can follow that as uh eight of the film on instagram oh amazing and before we check out i wanted to do a quick check-in question with you how would you define today's young culture? I think young people today, they're dealing with so much. Uh, I think, honestly, in a word, I'd define it as resilient. Mm-hmm. I think the young people today really, I feel like more and more I see way more empathy than has ever, you know, happened before and I think that you know young people seem to show up to the scene and I mean things things are crazy in the world but I feel like the young people are like it's it's bad but you know what we're gonna roll up our sleeves we're gonna figure out how to get through it we're gonna there's there's like this great energy of of yeah just we can make change in the world if we put ourselves in that mindset even when it looks crazy. I think, yeah, you said it very well. I love the word resilient and it describes 
our generation so perfectly. People are out there, people are getting it done, and they're seeing results. And I think that's amazing. Yeah, I mean, well done to us. It's, it's, we can change the world if we, if we decide we're going to. Oh, yes, so true. Well, thanks for coming in and talking to us today about your work. I think you had really great pieces of, um, from your experience in the film industry that can really speak to a lot of different people out there. So I really appreciate you coming on and sharing that with us. Well, thank you so much for having me. It was, yeah, a privilege to get to chat with you. Mm-hmm. And thank you for everyone else for listening in. If you get a chance, please check out my Instagram at Young Culture Podcast, and we will talk to you soon.